Hello everyone. Welcome to the podcast A Childless World. I'd like to start by telling you two things. First, global infant mortality has decreased by 2.35% in 2021. And second, well, second is a story that took place last summer in Norway. A two-year-old boy named Zen was hanging out unsupervised in the bathroom when suddenly a python came out of the toilet and swallowed him whole. By the time it took his parents to kill the snake and free their son, he had suffocated. He was dead. This story, it's a horrible story. It's brutal. The thought of that young child being slowly and silently swallowed. Right now, listening to me, if you're human, you should feel a deep sense of unease. Well, funny thing about Zen. He doesn't exist. I made him up. You can relax. The whole story is fake. You may wonder why I am telling you this. What kind of sick mind would torture you that way? You may even be a little mad at me. You're mad at me? I'm mad at you. Before telling you about Little Zen, which may I remind you does not exist, I told you that infant mortality decreased by 2.35% in 2021. And to be honest, it seems like you couldn't care less. In French, we have an expression recently used by our president, Mr. Macron, that says, it touches one of my balls without moving the other. Meaning, it is of absolutely no consequences to me. I have the feeling that when I said minus 2.35% child mortality, your metaphorical balls didn't flinch at all. I am bitterly disappointed. Minus 2.35% in child mortality amounts to 57,000 children who would have died in 2020 and survived in 2021. 57,000 toddlers who were not eaten by pythons. 57,000 babies. A forest of babies. This podcast, A Childless World, is always about the forest and never about the tree. Okay, at this point, you might notice something weird. You may think, that's odd. The dude calls his podcast A Childless World and then proceeds to say that there are 57,000 more babies in the world. I agree. It is odd. Welcome to the podcast A Childless World. My name is David Duhamel. I'm an economics professor at Parsons Paris and an adjunct professor at Sciences Po Paris. I tell stories of the world we are living in and even more about the world that is to come. The fancy technical name that leads to a childless world is the second demographic transition. The what, you might say? Indeed, no one has heard about it. The second demographic transition is that moment in a country's development when its population stops making enough children to renew itself. Today, more than half of the countries in the world are not having enough children. This is the case of almost all the rich countries and of a large group of countries that are neither rich nor poor, the so-called emerging countries. But to understand this, we need to take a step back, to take the long view. The human species, Homo sapiens, you and me, has existed for about 200,000 years. And until very recently, say in 1800, human condition hadn't changed much. 
In 1800, global life expectancy was not much different from that of the year zero or the year minus 5,000, and neither was the wealth per capita. About 98% of the world's population was miserable, that is, had less than $2.1 a day to live on. If you were a woman, whether you were born in 5000 BC, 900 AD or 1800, you could expect to live 35 years on average and have six children. You would have your first child at 14 and then one every three years until menopause or death. On average, six children per woman. Two of them would die before five years and two others would die before being of childbearing age themselves. Remained only two, to start the cycle again. This explains why the Earth remained sparsely populated during all this time. In short, for thousands of years, human condition remained the same. Then something incredible happened, first in the UK. People started to die later. This is the beginning of the first demographic transition, and you may have heard about that one. At first, mortality decreases, but the birth rates are maintained which leads to a strong increase in population, almost doubling every 40 years. Then, mortality continued to fall, but so did the birth rate. Population was still growing, but slower. Had the UK kept the same pace it had in 1800, we would be looking today at 450 million Brits, instead of 68. And even 450 would probably not be enough for them to win the World Cup. Sorry, we are recording on the eve of the quarterfinals France versus England, and that makes me nervous and slightly xenophobic. Late 20th century, both rates stabilized at a much lower level than before. We have fewer children and we die later. In the 80s, we thought it would stay that way. It did not. The birth rate, which we will call here the fertility rate, that is the number of children per woman, continued to fall, well below the 2.1 rate necessary to replace population. Basically, women are no longer having enough children, and this is exciting because it indicates that the world is going to change profoundly. But the key thing to understand from the beginning is that this lack of children is, first of all, a symptom of something great, something awesome. The world may be childless, but that is because many people are child-free. I'm talking about the fact that women have more and more control over their bodies and choose to have or not to have children. A choice that was essentially denied to them in the past. A choice that is the result of a conquest that is never fully won. Just look at the US right now, or at Afghanistan for that matter. In this podcast, I will often lament that women are not having enough children. I will talk about the replacement rate as an ideal and think about ways to boost fertility. But let's be crystal clear about one thing. The ideal number of children for each woman is the number she wants to have, not one less and not one more. This reminds me of a story. I once asked my students how would they go about increasing the fertility rate. A voice then suggested, very seriously, to demand a quota of children per woman. A man's voice, should I specify, to the surprise of absolutely nobody. So, no, we're not going to do that. And then there's a funny thing about demographics. Well, not funny haha, but funny anyway. When we think about demography, 
we think it's slow, like a huge oil tanker or drifting iceberg. But not at all. It's a speeding car. It goes fast, much faster than we think. Demographic change has leapfrogged economic change. People in Sri Lanka or Costa Rica live as long as people in the United States, yet have a fraction of their income. Chinese life expectancy just passed the US one in 2021. Mauritians, Cubans, Lebanese, Chinese have fewer children than the French. It took the British almost a century to go from six kids per woman to three, but only 11 years for China and 10 years for Iran. Demography has turned into a Ferrari. In 1973, Soylent Green, an American film, told the story of a dystopian future, in which the world, because of overpopulation and ecological collapse, had to eat its dead in order to survive. Care to guess when that sunray of a story is supposed to take place? New York City, in the year 2022. Bingo. But this movie, it's a fable, it's a tree, and here we only look at the forest. It is the end of this episode. Now you see everything is changing. In the following ones, we will see how. <laughs>